Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. My brand new book, Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth, is now available. So much more than a book, this is a guide that allows me to hold your hand through your birth preparation journey. With over a decade of experience and knowledge packed in to ensure you really are empowered in the way you deserve to achieve a positive birth, regardless of the twists and turns that crop up. Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. Hello, I'm Pip and welcome to the Midwife Pip podcast, the home of expert information and real chats on all things pregnancy, birth and beyond. Remember, as a podcast listener, you can get 15% off my online courses at midwifepip.com using the code PODCAST15. We've all heard the term hands-on dad or modern father, and we are thankfully existing in a world where dads are being encouraged more and more to be involved in the whole journey through pregnancy and parenthood. What I see so often as a midwife is a lack of confidence amongst new and expectant dads and how they can actually practically and emotionally be involved and supportive in the family dynamic, which seems to hold dads back from reaching their fatherhood goals. This week, I'm very excited to be joined by Nigel Clark, dad of three, British TV presenter recognised by many little people from Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, CBBC and currently on CBB's The Baby Club. He's also founder of Dad Ventures and is a man on a mission to bridge this gap and ensure that dads, their needs and roles are brought to the forefront of the conversation. So welcome, Nigel, and thank you so much for coming on because you are a very busy man with a five-week-old baby plus two (laughs) other children. So I'm very grateful for your time. No, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure and an honor to come on and, and, and chat to you. And thank you very much for that great intro. Well, you do great things. And my little boy loves listening to you sing. So that's fantastic. Um, <laughs> but before before we start getting you to sing and go into full baby club <laughs> mode, um, I wonder if we can take it straight to Dad Vengers. And if you can explain to me why Dad Vengers was born and what it's all about, because it seems a bit crazy to me that it's a unique concept, but I feel like it really is that. Yeah, so Dad Vengers was born off the back of an episode of the baby club really so uh we in the second series i think it was of the baby club we filmed an all dads episode so it was just six or seven dads there i think we had a granddad there as well uh all with their little ones and we did the hello song we did the story we did bubble time you know all the things that we do in baby club or that you might do in a baby club around the country and at the end of recording that episode the cameramen, the directors, the executives, the the people there involved, everyone 
who was there was just like, that was the most amazing episode. That Why was that episode so, so good? And we all sat there and we went, well, the only thing that was majorly different is that everyone was male. And it came to my attention that you don't see it. You don't, if you go to a, nor, uh, not normal is the wrong word. If you go to a baby club in, in your area, you're probably likely to see maybe one or two dads in there mm. and then 80% mums. So having one that was 100% dads, is it's not seen. And I thought, well, we need to see more of this. And went online, started researching like dad groups and what you might find out there. And I didn't find that much. And what I did find, I think, was pitched a little bit wrong. It was pitched um, a bit like dads don't know what they're doing. Um, dads are babysitting, you know, that that the usual things that you'll see nowadays. Uh, and I was inspired to to form dad ventures in, and kind of bridge that gap and, and support dads in a much more um what's the way we try and do things in a way that isn't condescending and is inspiring yeah rather than preachy if that makes a word if that like makes that. sense no it makes and I do I get that from your ethos when I you know I watch your stuff I listen to your stuff I obviously got to chat to you at the baby show recently and I get that because one of the things that my husband really struggled with was like you said when you did your research anything that was pitched particularly at men and dads was a bit like oh we'd rather be at the pub or we're useless and don't know what we're doing and it was all a bit like that and he was like but I do know what I'm doing I don't want to be at the pub you know I do want to be present exactly um, so it's really nice that you're I think empowering dads and moving away from that kind of disempowerment that's existed for I think quite a long time in truth um so it's it's a, it's awesome and I love it and it's only going to go masses of ways to supporting the postnatal well-being of the whole family unit mum baby and of course dad so amazing amazing work I absolutely love it it's awesome oh, thank you now Nigel you obviously speak to dads lots of dads from all different backgrounds on a really really regular basis yeah and I wonder what some of the kind of common concerns or themes or worries are that you see from the dads that you speak to and that you go for lovely walks with at the weekend which I love yeah, I mean, I yeah, I do get to talk to lots and lots of different dads. And the thing is, just like mums, we have all sorts of worries and concerns, whether that be from before birth, when we might be worrying about, oh, how good are we going to be as a dad? Will we be able to cope? I mean, we were at the baby show and I hosted a panel there. And one of the questions that came up was, um, I really don't like babies crying. Am, am I going to be able to handle this when my own child is crying? And the answer that I and a lot of the other dads that were there gave was that when your child cries, it's totally different. Mm. <laughs> you have a totally different feeling. Something else kicks on, kicks, kicks in inside and inside you that means that it's a whole different experience. So I do find that there's a mass ranging uh, sort of plethora of things that dads, dads worry about. One of the big ones, though, that I think... Um, it comes up a lot is that, and this is why Dad Ventures was born, is that they can't find the places that can provide help. A lot of the time they're going to their partners and asking their partners questions. They don't have a network that they can go to. They don't have as many resources that they can tap into that are going to help them and make them feel more comfortable as that. Because at the end of the day, none of us know what 
to do as a parent. It's not what to do. None of us are expert parents. We're all winging it, aren't we? We're all winging it. Exactly that. We are all (laughs) winging it. What parenting is about for me is that confidence. The confidence to trust yourself and trust the decision that you make because you're in that situation, your baby's crying, you've you've done this, you've done that, whatever it is, you trust yourself to make a good decision at that time. That's what parenting is. And that comes from having the confidence to do that. So whether you're a dad, a mum, a carer, or whatever it is, having that confidence is what, what gives you uh, the drive, not even the drive, it's what gives you that, that feeling of, okay, I've got this under control. I love that. And and that's what we want every parent to have. And I was just, as I was listening to you speak then, Nigel, without stereotyping, I feel like in society, women are better at talking and sharing problems. And I think of this from a mental health standpoint quite often. You know, women are more likely typically to speak to their friends about the way they're feeling that day or go and seek help from their GP. And we know from a lot of evidence that men's mental health goes kind of missed because then they're not as often speaking up about it. And I just think of of myself when I was a new mum and I would be messaging my mum friends on WhatsApp, but I wonder whether that's as prevalent in dads and whether actually building this community like you're doing through Dad Ventures provides that to dads that otherwise perhaps they would have been missing. And, and I know for many mums, myself included, having that group of mum friends to message, especially at three in the morning, was a lifeline. You're absolutely right. Um, men do find it a little bit harder to initially open up. Once they're opened up, then they're all right. But initially opening up and talking about these things, they there's a stigma from before, there's from, from generations before, that if you're talking about these kinds of things, maybe you're weak or maybe, maybe you haven't got things under control or people are going to look down at you. And we need to lose that stigma. We need to lose that way of thinking. And that's why... With our dad walks, you, you mentioned them. We do these yes. these dad walks on a Saturday morning where we just basically meet with our kids, just the dads. We walk into the park, we go to the playground and the kids play in the playground. Now, I don't pitch that as mental health help or anywhere do I say that that is what that's about. It is what it's about, but I never say it. Yeah. Dads come, they talk, <laughs> they chat. They don't realise they're airing their their thoughts, their views, their worries. Their, Therapy, but they're also, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're getting stuff back from the other dads saying, oh yeah, mine wouldn't sleep through the night or I, I did this or I did that. And all the stories come out and they go home and then they chat with their partners and they, and, and it's been a mental health therapy session and help, but they don't realize it has. And I think that's a big thing with men. As soon as you start labeling something as mental health help or oh do you want to go and talk about your mental health they get a little bit apprehensive they get a little standoffish they might not get as involved if you just get them involved on a on a level that's oh just go and do this it might be fun Mm. you get a better engagement and you you're helping them without them even knowing they're being helped yeah. so that's that's been a big thing with the dad walks and and a lot of the other things we do whether they be chats or podcasts or whatever it is Yeah, I love it. It's so important. And I think, you know, as a midwife, so much of our focus and work is on protecting maternal mental health. And we we really don't do enough about thinking about the the dad side of things. So it's definitely opened my my eyes up as well in terms of my practice and and making sure we we get that involved. 
So let's let's go practical, Nigel. You've just had a baby. Yeah. What can dads do practically to be involved during pregnancy? So during that kind of beginning stage, what did what did you do? What can can dad think about doing? I think first off, you need if you're with your partner, you need to have the conversations with your partner. If you're not with your partner, maybe you're having conversations with other dads, but you need to really be present in the fact that you're about to have a child and present in the learning of what that might entail how that might change like your life because it will change your life and and one of the big things for men is they think it's going to change it in a in a detrimental way they think it's going to be okay I won't be able to go to the pub anymore or I won't be able to see my mates I won't they think of all the the won'ts and the can'ts rather than thinking about oh you're going to actually benefit from a load of other really cool stuff Mm. and really good things so I think immersing yourself in the fact that that things are changing and things are happening and not ignoring it and and it's yeah. you, you have these conversations with people like oh that's why we have nine months before we 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 have a baby <laughs> so that, that dads can get their head around it. I mean, parents as a whole, that nine months is about hold on, let's get our heads around it, let's investigate, let's find out what other people go through, let's find out all the different sides of it because I think if you're immersed in it, slowly but surely you start to learn, you start to get more confident about things, you start to hear other people's tips and pointers. And you can basically take the little bits that might be for you because there are millions of things out there that people say and and different bits of advice. But you're going to find the bits that apply to you, the bits that you like, the bits that you want to take. And that that's really important. And you can only get that if you immerse yourself in it. Mm, Yeah, I love that really really important and i think sometimes pregnancy is considered really separate from from parenthood and it's like mum does pregnancy and then we'll do parenthood together but if you've distanced that nine months it's then really hard to come together as a cohesive unit so i think totally echo what you're saying in that one of the things one of the things that um we said because i we've just launched a dad course for new dads and one of the things that we talk about is it is so important to talk to your partner or to talk to people in that stage beforehand, because mm. once you've had a child, we all know there's going to be some tiredness and there's going to be <laughs> there's going to be a whole different life shift. And making decisions in that time, especially in those first few weeks and months, can is difficult. You might make the wrong choices. Whereas if you've thought about it and talked about it beforehand, you're going to be in a way better position once baby comes. Oh, definitely. Because it is tough, isn't it? When you're when you are running on less sleep and you're learning something new and you're recovering, you know, we aren't the best version of ourselves at that point. So having that the kind of fundamentals of teamwork are, are really important. So talking about that a little bit more, Nigel, birth and parenting prep, I know is something we're really passionate about. And you spoke about your new your new new dad's course. Yeah. Um, why do you think it's so important that dads do and are there for the birth and parenting prep? Because that's another thing that typically women did and dads stayed at home. Yeah, I mean, for me, the number one on that is the support. Support for your partner, support for your baby, which is also support for you as a family. So once a dad is involved and there, and talking to mum, talking to partner, um, you you benefit from knowing, okay, 
maybe mum's going through something right now and needs a little bit of support, needs a bit of help. I can support. I can go and get this for her. I can do this. I can take this off her hands. I can I can bathe my baby and give give uh, a parent uh, ten minutes peace. All of those things go towards helping mum. If mum's in a good mood, baby's going to be more likely to be in a good mood. If baby's in a good mood, dad's more likely to be in a good mood because everyone's in a good mood. So it's it's like a catch-22 situation where if you're involved and you're helping out, the whole family unit benefits. And that doesn't mean a family unit that's all living in one house. That can be a family unit that is like two separated parents that are co-parenting parenting if you're there supporting in the fact that oh i'm going to take baby off your hands for an afternoon or a, or a day or a weekend all of those things go towards helping mum be in a better place when she has got baby and she's she's rested she's in a better position to to look after baby so what i'm talking about here doesn't just um isn't just relevant for your 2.4 families that make people think about it's relevant for the blended families that we have now and the different family dynamics that we all experience in 2022 and onwards. Yeah, yeah, such a great point, actually, Nigel, because often we do think, well, if you're in, in the same household and you're you're together in that sense of the word, then then that's how it is. And if it's if you're not together, then it's all very different. But like you say, actually, it's still it's... very, very important because this baby's at the centre of whatever's happening. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And these, even if you are co-parenting or you're you're separated or whatever it is, the support that we can provide for each other and uh, and not have to to put sometimes ourselves and our, our own egos into it. If we take that away and just support each other, everyone benefits. Yeah, it's a win win, isn't it? Let's all just yeah. be nice to each other. It's easier that way. And um, now one of the things that I always think about when I encourage dads to be present at those birth prep classes is because I think it's a really protective way for us to help mitigate birth trauma and depression symptoms in dads postnatally. I'm always really conscious as a midwife, if there is, you know, an adverse event or something that's traumatic in that space, as the, as the woman going through it, you kind of don't actually see what's going on. But as the dad or the birth partner in the room, you've essentially got like this bird's eye view. You see absolutely everything. So if you've gone into that environment with absolutely no understanding, it can be really traumatic. Um, and that's one of the reasons that I'm always like, come on, dads, we need, we need to get you or birth partners, whoever else is going to be in that room at the time of this baby being born. We need to get educated. We need to get them informed and empowered because... The role of a birth partner isn't just that you're present at the birth. You have got a, a real role, a real job and responsibility. And, and we know that women having a good, constant, supportive birth partner actually reduces the risk of birth complications, needing things like an epidural, needing things like forceps and cesarean sections. It's a really important role. And without the information, it's a really difficult role to fulfill, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um 
dads need to be informed at those those stages. Like you said, one, they can be traumatic, even with the educating that education, they can be traumatic. So if you've educated yourself, you're only going to help lessen that. And the other thing is dads can be a massive advocate for for their birth partners. Mm-hmm. Um, when a woman's going through labor, she can be um not as focused let me, let me say not Take as focused carefully. i know not as focused on the goals that she may be set out beforehand and those goals can change during during labor that's fine but sometimes you can um be be taken off track from something that you you wanted to do but if your birth partner's there and they know what you wanted to do they can relay that information for you and help you get your message across and help you get the things that you decided or planned to do beforehand and and that's a really really important role because i remember speaking to jb gill from jls on our, on the adventures podcast yeah. about him and his partner's birth and what they wanted and I think they, I uh, can't remember exactly, but this is something along the lines. I think she didn't want an epidural and it was getting to the point where they were going to give an epidural and he had to put his foot down and say, look, no, she didn't want an epidural. She she decided she didn't. And she couldn't quite voice that at the time, but she was like looking at him like, yeah, thumbs up. Listen to him. He's <laughs> knows what's I can't deal with this right now, Yeah, but he knows what's going on. We've talked about this. Go with yeah. what he's saying. So yeah, being that um, partner that's been involved, educated themselves, knows what's going on, talk to their partner, um, is aware of the different ways things can go because we you know, every birth is different, is a really, really important thing. Mm, communication, isn't it? So important. Yeah. My husband knew that when we got into hospital, I wanted the room to be beautiful. So he said, I, I was, you know, getting... All, all my bits ready so the middle could assess me and he was putting like the mood candles out on and, yeah, all of that. <laughs> so by the time she'd assess him be like oh great that's all the pool I was like oh I'm in a spa this is amazing Where because is. we communicated that beforehand whereas otherwise he wouldn't have walked although hospitals are a comfortable place for me for him they're not he's he doesn't work in hospitals he wouldn't have walked yeah, in yeah. and thought I'll start getting my candles out that would have <laughs> felt really alien um, and it's like that having that good communication so important isn't it game changer I think definitely Definitely. Okay, let's fast forward kind of to where you are now, I suppose, Nigel. Um, <laughs> practical ways that dads can be involved and and to really bond, because I think sometimes that's a concern in the kind of early newborn days and weeks. Yeah, um, that is full, fully for me about getting hands on. Uh, what you find a lot is that um, mums want to breastfeed, which is great. We love that. We want that. Um, and dad can feel a bit left out. But there are so many other things, including the feeding, that dad can get involved with. So if we keep it on the, on mummy's breastfeeding, you can support mum during the breastfeeding. You can, you know, help her be comfortable, help her have food and drink if she's going to be there for a long time. All of those different uh, ways to help mum. There's other ways to help mum, which is what I'm doing. Um, my partner's expressing milk so that I can do night feeds. So that is my bonding time. As well as feeding times, there's taking baby off mum's hands that we've talked about before taking them for a walk give mum a break there's bathing your baby that's another one that's it's like a lovely uh, one isn't it it's a lovely one to bond in with uh, and just holding your baby being with your baby when you get the opportunity if somebody says to you oh can you hold baby take that opportunity go hold baby yeah. get on it 
quick, sing to baby, yeah. do all the things, don't feel embarrassed, just because all of those moments that you spend with your little one are moments of bonding. Mm -hmm. You don't realize it, but your baby is getting to know you, getting to know your voice, getting to know your smell, getting to know the way you hold him or her. So yeah, it's all about doing all the little things that you think may not be helping you to bond. They are. Yeah. And believe that your baby is getting to know you, even if you think that, because there's a lot of dads that sometimes think, oh, my baby doesn't like me. Mm. they get past their baby and their baby starts to cry you have to push through that you have to push past that it's not that your baby doesn't like you your baby's just getting used to new things so keep going getting them used to things getting them used to you because once that bond is formed you will benefit from it massively yeah and it's I do get it. it's a difficult one for dads isn't it and our little boy was breastfed and has always refused a bottle. It's been like the biggest barrier, would always refuse a bottle. And I remember thinking, he only loves me because I'm like a milk parlor. I was like, yep. I said to my husband, he loves you because he actually loves you. <laughs> I was like, I just provide the milk. But what we used to do every morning is, Finley would wake up, I would breastfeed him. While I was feeding, my husband would go and make me breakfast and fresh coffee, bring it into bed, I'd then take the breakfast and coffee and he'd have like 20 minutes of skin to skin with Finley before he went to work. Yeah. And that was like their, their lovely moment. He was all sleepy, like post feed and they just had like lovely cuddles. There and it's, it's finding those little ways that work for you that actually are really beautiful moments. Yeah, those little moments are so, so important. They're the moments where dad can like really come into their own. And I find a lot of dads that I've talked to, the nighttime walking, is a massive one. Like, I love that. That's I, when I honestly I see you on Instagram and I'm like, that's amazing. Every baby yeah. loves a walk. When Every baby, some fresh midnight. air, some yeah. fresh air at just before like bedtime and nighttime. It does wonders for knocking them out for a few more hours. You get a few more hours sleep, but it's also just a calming time when you just get to spend spend a little time with baby. Mm. Yeah, pop them in that sling or that carrier and go for yeah. a walk. I love it. And then you can just kiss the top of their heads. Oh, I, I really miss that like tiny baby kiss the top of their heads. It's, it's a beautiful time. I love it. I'm looking Lush. forward to my walk tonight. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, it's so, so, so lovely. It's so precious. They grow so quickly, don't they? It's just not fair. The change happens so fast. My, Cassius now is like five weeks old yesterday, I think it was. And yeah, he's such a different baby to, to five weeks ago. It, the changes just happen on a daily basis. When pre having a child, everyone said to me, like in pregnancy, or it goes so quickly, you know, just embrace it. And you know, when you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh my gosh, suddenly I've got a six month old. How did that even happen? Yeah. It just does, doesn't it? The days sometimes feel quite long, but those weeks and months just fly by. And like, yeah, they do. I remember when my first Rory was five weeks when he was on my chest and just he, that was his favorite place to go to sleep. He's 15 now, nearly 15. Does he still Just like to go like to sleep on your chest? Um, no, not as much. <laughs> Do you know much. what? He would. He if he could, he uh, would. He's just big now. He's just like he's just a bit uncomfy for everyone involved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if he could, he would. He doesn't. He likes a little cuddle from time to time. Oh, nothing wrong with that. We all we exactly. all love a cuddle, especially with our dads. Never get too old for that. Exactly. Um, back to dads and mental health. Yeah, so that's okay. Um, how can I know you mentioned your awesome dad walks and that that talking. And I was trying to lift the lid on that taboo of dads and mental health and men and mental health. 
How do you recommend the dads that you speak to that they protect their mental health in that time as well? For me, it's it starts with just being aware that one has to be uh, looking after their mental health. A lot of men don't think they need to be aware of it, but once they get made aware of it, mm-hmm. then they start hearing things, they start seeing things, they start thinking about themselves. And that's, for me, that's the most important thing. Because if you're starting to think about it, starting to question it in your head, then you start to look after yourself. Because you're like, wait, am I this? Or am I that? Or wait, have I done this? Have I checked that out? Oh, am I getting enough sleep? Oh, you know, all of the different things that might lead to to struggling with your mental health, you start to pay attention to them. And paying attention to them is all you need to do. Because it's when you don't pay attention to them that it all stacks up, builds up, builds up, builds up, and then you get a break, which is when you feel horrible. So if you're thinking about them and and paying attention to them, you're less likely to get it stacking up and building up because you're going to maybe talk to someone about something or just take care of yourself a little bit. Yeah, it's so important, isn't it? I think... I think it's one of those things that we are thankfully starting to recognize more and more, but there's still work to be done, especially when it comes to men and dads in, in that time. The other thing is that men now, like myself, uh, who I have become aware of it, are asking questions to the people who maybe aren't as aware of it. So we'll ask our friends, are you all right? And then we'll get the usual answer. Yeah, I'm fine. Right. And then go, no, wait, hold on. Are you actually are you right? Are you actually all right? And those... Though it's it's that about that sharing it with each other as men as well, mm. because more of us are becoming aware of it, and it's now okay. Let's let's check in on each other and raise the awareness of our friends and our family members and our our dads and our sons and and whoever it is. Um, yeah, it's about the fact that we're sharing it more between men as well. And it's you know you sharing that now, you sort of checking checking up on your friends. And those guys that you go for a walk with, you're protecting the next generation. You're protecting your son's mental health because hopefully he'll be in a place where he feels he can actually talk about it a little bit more if mental health is a challenge in his journey. So it's it's all for our children, isn't it, as well? Yeah, definitely. It's all Everything is about raising our game as communities, as parents, as people in general, so that next generation are in a better place. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. From mental health to sustainability. (laughs) It's all for the next generation. Just like that, in one sentence. (laughs) Nailed it. Um, Nigel, I like to finish all my episodes with three top tips. So I wonder if you could ping us your three top tips to a new or expectant dad that might be listening to us now about becoming Mm. or being a new dad. Okay, Um, right. Uh, First off, no, no, it's no pressure. Present, be present. That's the first thing. Um, be involved in anything. We talked about it earlier in this this podcast. Get involved from pre-pregnancy. Get involved once the baby's born. Get involved with your friends, asking them questions. Be present and be Im- involved. That's the first step, I think, to becoming a confident and uh, a confident dad and a and a good dad. Yeah. Second, talk to your partner, the mother of your child, whoever you're doing this parenting thing with, whether that's your mum who's helping you, you maybe you're a single parent and your mum or dad are helping. Talk to people about your parenting, talk to other parents about your parenting because 
sharing things you learn so much more you feel more supported we we have that saying now that it's all about ha having a village um this is <laughs> one of the ways to get there and have that it's, it's about talking uh to anyone and everyone that you're parenting with and then last but not least get involved with a with a dad group or dad organization whether that's dad vengers or something that's local in your area you're gonna learn so much from other dads from their experiences and it's going to make you feel more comfortable mm. it's going to make you it's going to give you spaces safe spaces where you can talk about things the way dads talk about things because mums and dads yeah they all talk about the same things but maybe they talk about them in different ways maybe dads talk about them over or after a football chat or whatever it is just having that space to do things is really important and it's one thing that I didn't think I needed or wanted when I had my first kids, but now having a third kid and having a something like Dad Vengers, it's it's a game changer. It's totally different. You learn so much more and you feel so much more supported. So yeah, those would be my three. Love it. So many words of wisdom, Nigel. Thank you so much. And to check out Dad Vengers and all the awesome work that Nigel's doing, just check out the episode description where you'll find the link to his brilliant page and also podcast. Thank you so much for your time. I will let you get back to baby duties and enjoy your midnight walk. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Pip. It's great what you're doing. Keep doing it. Keep supporting those parents out there. And thank you much, so much for having me. If you've enjoyed this chat and want to hear more on this topic, head over to midwifepip.com where you'll find my accompanying blog post with highlights, my thoughts, extra information and additional resources. And remember, Leaving a review on my podcast, if you've enjoyed listening, really does make a huge difference to helping me reach more women with honest, reliable information. So please take a moment to do this, because when women support women, amazing things happen. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.